Well, less than three weeks after a protest convoy rolled into Ottawa, the city's police chief is out. Peter slowly resigned today in the face of fierce criticism about his leadership and his forces handling of the ongoing blockade. It also comes after the federal government enacted the Emergencies Act and as an integrated command centre was put in place to allow RCMP and Ontario Provincial Police to assume command and control over policing the blockade. Today, the federal public safety minister says the Ottawa police chief's decision to leave was a personal one. The federal government had no role in the decision and that there are obviously relationships that exist between Chief Slowly and the Ottawa Police Board that are beyond um, the remit of the federal government here. Our focus is to continue to give the Ottawa Police Service, the Ontario Provincial uh, Police and the RCMP all of the resources that they need to restore public order in the streets of Ottawa. Well, to look now at how things went so wrong so quickly for Ottawa's police chief is Wesley Wark. He's an expert on national security and intelligence issues and a senior fellow at the Centre for International Governance Innovation. Welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Ben. I mean, it's been a, it's, it's certainly been a, a chaotic three weeks for Ottawa police. Uh, yeah. were, you, were you surprised by today's development? And what do you think? What do you think led to this day? Not at all surprised. Um, I mean, I think it was high time for Chief Slowly, the Ottawa Police Chief, to resign. Um, his performance uh, over the course of the protest, I think, had been universally rated as dreadful um, from beginning to end. And I think, to be honest, um, uh, his resignation, uh, the way the way to it was paved by the federal government's declaration of the Emergencies Act and the new role that the RCMP will play. So, so that was a kind of um, prelude to the resignation, I think, clearly. You know, I think the the essential problem that Chief slowly uh, faced was that uh, he never managed to recover from a, a terrible policing intelligence failure, um, a set of assumptions uh, about the nature of the freedom convoys it was called and and its impact uh, on Ottawa. The the um, the trucks were effectively welcomed into the downtown. They were provided with safe routes of passage into the downtown, and led to a camp there. Uh, led allowed to a camp there. They're, you know, really on the on the basis of some kind of pretty naive assumption that this protest convoy would be basically similar to the one that rolled through very briefly Ottawa in 2019, uh, that was fueled by by a different set of concerns. Uh, it, it came, it was noisy for a couple of days, and it left. And I think that was the the assumption for for reasons that kind of beggar the imagination uh, that um, that that prevailed in thinking about this convoy and and having once suffered that intelligence failure and. And after all, the civic authorities and police authorities in Ottawa had two weeks' notice of of the the kind of amassing of this convoy and its departure from BC and gathering strength across the country from different different directions. So there was that initial intelligence failure. I think it paralyzed the police um, once the trucks had arrived downtown. And Chief Slowly, I, I don't think, had the kind of uh, vision or leadership capabilities um, or perhaps even, and we're hearing uh, this recently, even necessarily the, the sort of support among the rank and file in the auto police uh, services to really deal with the, with the crisis. So he floundered from crisis to crisis. And I think there were two notable moments uh, in his leadership or non-leadership of, of the police in Ottawa that really stood out for me. One was what I would have to characterize. It's it's you know maybe not entirely fair, but but I would say he essentially waved a white flag early on in the protest and said that the auto police force was overwhelmed and and didn't have the resources to deal with the protest. Well, 
even if that was true, which I think many, many people doubted, and certainly the um, emergency preparedness manager, Bill Blair, for the federal government, you know, directly called out, even if that was true, it's not a message you want to send to the protesters. It, it definitely emboldened them. And then more recently, uh, Chief Slowly went so far as to say that, you know, the protest was, was extremely sophisticated and cleverly organized and, you know, was a gigantic opponent. Again, I think that's I think that's simply not true. But it's also not the kind of signal you want to send to an already emboldened um, protest movement who believes it's as many of its signs proclaim that it's on the winning side of history or the right side of history. You know, he he really has, you know, kind of encouraged the protest movement. Un- unfortunately, through his pronouncements, it it led him to to hire a PR firm to try and help him in his messaging, but but it didn't didn't save him, and and it shouldn't have. So, uh, you know, normally in midst of crisis, you wouldn't want to see a, a city police chief resign and leave the force in some degree of disarray and chaos. But the fact that the RCMP is, is stepping in through the federal government's assumption of, of essentially command and control of, of this protest, I think makes, makes the transition to different leadership in the Ottawa police a, a little easier. Do you feel that in this situation that there were that, that slowly was in some senses, even though he his leadership was was certainly questioned, was do you feel like he he was somehow left holding the bag in the early days when no one really could figure out what was happening at at many levels of government? Yeah, I think I think I mean that may be a fair enough criticism, um, but if left holding the bag, left holding it for far too too long, there was a lot of buck passing between different levels of government, between the the city of Ottawa, the you know province of Ontario, the federal government before the feds finally moved in with the Emergencies Act. But um, you know, on the other on the side of the the coin, it, it was the police chief who should have been uh, ready to meet this demonstration with with appropriate um, with appropriate you know t- tactics and and means to control it and to uh, ensure that it it didn't take over the downtown core in the way that it did. So. As they say, I, I, you know, one striking failure led to ongoing paralysis from from which the Ottawa police was never able to recover. And, you know, I think that's done some lasting damage um, in terms of relations between the police and citizens of Ottawa. I think it's going to be hard for the police to restore a lot of trust uh, among Ottawa citizens. And, And we were reaching a dangerous pass in this city where... You know, um, uh, Ottawa residents were were trying to um, you know create counter protests and and blockades of their own to prevent um, you know parts of the truck convoys from coming back and forth from downtown. You know that that's a that's a recipe for disaster. And um, but it also showed uh, the extent to which the police capacity to really control the situation was was totally missing in action. So so something had to happen and. And I'm, you know, I think to be his, to his credit, uh, Chief slowly did did the right thing and the honourable thing by resigning and recognizing that he had not provided the leadership required in this crisis. As far as invoking the Emergencies Act, is the fact that the RCMP are now in charge here is that another um, another something in the positive side for actually going ahead and doing this? Are, are still supportive of the government's decision? Yeah, I think it is. I mean, it, it provides the federal government with more policing resources, and, and the RCMP will work alongside, obviously, the the OPP and the OPP officers. We don't know their exact numbers that have been sent to Ottawa and other protest uh, zones uh, to assist, as well as the Ottawa Civic Police and, and other police forces as necessary. 
I think I think the 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 main impact of the RCMP, in addition to resources, is that because it's a federal police force and because it works closely with the national security and intelligence agencies in Ottawa, it should, alongside those agencies like CSIS and others, CBSA and um, you know other intelligence units of the federal government, it 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 should be able to, must be able to come up with a much better granular intelligence picture of the nature of this protest. And that, that's going to be critical to ending the protest. It's, it's also going to be critical to using some of the tools the government has given itself in the Emergencies Act, not least the striking financial tools to block um, personal and corporate bank accounts, um, which is, I think, the most creative, in quotation marks, use of the Emergencies Act um, that, that we saw invoked yesterday. Wesley Work, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Thanks so much.